nobody would have guessed that it was a disaster. Welcome back to Booted Sisters. I'm Sarah, and I'll be joined by my sister, Rachel. In today's episode, we catch up on another week of Rachel's life in Italy and mine in Denver. We'll chat about baking, language barriers, and some of the big steps in Rachel's move. Enjoy the episode. All right, hello. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, this is my uh, like joining a meeting at work voice. Like I might as well be like a bye bye <laughs> person. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, I mean, I don't. Um, I'm sure it doesn't sound obnoxious in the moment because that's just what all of you are doing. Exactly, but it's it's obnoxious to me because I also find it obnoxious when other people do it. So happy Fair. for them if that's not how it's going for them, but I'm forever <laughs> hyper aware. Okay, so I'm trying to make sure we fall into our structure of the episode a little bit, which I think will come to it naturally. But figured at the beginning we can just kind of chat like broadly about like you know how we're each doing or whatever, and then get into like okay, what's your last week in Italy been like with the emphasis on like, we always want to ask like what food you eat. Like you said, you wanted to eat one yeah. food every week. So we'll always ask that. And then I think the language barriers question I asked you last time was fun. So like maybe that every time, or we'll see how it goes, but, um, and then just any other updates you have for the last week. And then this week I have a new segment that I've added that I was inspired by. Uh, so we'll get to that after your other updates. Oh, <laughs> inspired by. Or do we not, we don't get to know uh, yet? Inspired by the internet. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Well, once I tell you the saying, name but... of this segment, then you'll understand. <laughs> mm, fair enough. I want to I wanna talk about your week. No more fires this week. Any, yeah, no more fi- fire. Fire story is dead. That's We never talk okay. about that again. There's nothing to talk. I'll let you know. You'll find out <laughs> if there's another fire, but no, we don't need okay. to talk about fire. I actually have really no drama at all in life to talk about. The only thing is that I baked a cake this week, and most people know this about me, but we'll go ahead and say it for the pod. I am a bread baker by trade. That's false, what but I do bake bread. Uh, I make sourdough and my Instagram is a sourdough bread Instagram. And I actually have been slacking on sourdough in the last, like, honestly, since I've lived in Denver, uh, I still bake it a good amount, just not as much as I did before. But one thing I've been really doing this year is trying to conquer my fear of cakes. So my whole life, I've never been that interested in baking cakes. They're either just like boring, like out of a box and like, don't taste that good or whatever, or just truly not worth the effort and like easy to mess up. Like I've just, I don't know. I've just been scared of them. Sam and I have a whole story of making cake pops, which isn't even the same as making, it's not even the same challenges as making cake, but it went so badly that we're both so scarred from it, which we're going to, we have a goal to, to overcome that fear over Christmas this year. So stay tuned for that. Of the baking hobbies, it does seem like the one that requires a fair amount of effort to actually be good at. Exactly. And I, I do stand by that. It's not generally worth the effort. Cookies are delicious and the easiest thing you can do. So like 
my whole, I mean, when I was like a teenager and I would bake all the time, it was always cookies. Like why not? Right. So I stand by that, but I think one thing that the, my version of being obsessed with sourdough has sort of awakened in me is more of a creativity around the look. Cause I love scoring the loaves in fun ways. Yeah. And cakes are really popular on like, you know, there's a lot of like Instagram pages and YouTube and stuff like that. That's all about like really cool decorated cakes, even beyond the flashy, like TV stuff of like, is it cake and like cake boss and all that crazy stuff. Cake boss. Before I forget, they have a vending machine. So I don't know how many locations they have anymore, but there's one location at the the train station um, in New York City. Okay. And Sorry. This is more, makes more sense that you're talking about New York City because I immediately thought you were talking about Italy, but now I'm following. Oh God, no, I don't think you would last <laughs> long here. Um, but literally like outside the, their store, brick and mortar store at the train station, there is a vending machine where you can just vend like one of their cakes, like just a slice of cake. Like it's so different from where, you know, season one was. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. You were talking about uh, scoring bread leading to like cake decoration kind of fascination. Yeah. Yeah. So just as a baker from a technical standpoint, now that I've done so much with bread, I think I felt like I was ready to take on the challenge of making a cake. And if I get good at making cakes, that gives me a whole new type of canvas that could be really fun if I want to like get artistic with it. So that's, that's been the goal. I've made three cakes this year as of this weekend. So that was, that's my like news for the week. That's my drama. That's my big thing that I've done is I (laughs) baked a cake yesterday and it was chocolate cake and it was actually kind of a huge disaster coming together as far as the sponge itself, uh, which was stressful and my exact fear of baking cakes, but my skills really did uh, did me a favor because I was able to kind of revive it and it looked incredible and nobody would have guessed that it was a disaster and it tasted really good. So it worked out very well. What percentage of your interest in cake baking, especially in the last few weeks, has been um, due to our September dive into the world of Great British Bake Off? Uh, well, I just used the word sponge, so that percentage for sure. <laughs> but um, I, I think a little bit. So I had all this stuff I'm talking about of like having this goal this year and being interested in baking uh-huh. cakes. This happened over the summer, which I it turns out is a very funny time to get interested in baking a cake because the first cake that I baked, I had to transport from Denver to Breckenridge with a stop uh, in between, meeting up with my friends that I was driving to Breckenridge together in late July and it was freaking hot and it was a cake that I needed to not melt. (laughs) It wasn't an ice cream cake, but you don't want the icing to melt. So, uh, that was actually really stressful. And so actually baking cakes that I said, I've made three, the other two have been in November. Um, and it's been a delight making them when it's cold. So that's kind of the one good thing about my apartment being freezing (laughs) is it really, uh, is great for cake baking. So very opposite of the conditions in British Bake Off, but yeah, so my interest was before that, but then (laughs) watching that definitely made me, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) it's a trillion degrees in the tent today. Um, this would have been brilliant if it wasn't so hot out. (laughs) I'm going to judge you for that. (laughs) Okay. Wait one second. Let me grab my phone. Cause I will show you. I don't think I sent you a picture of the cake from yesterday. Oh, no, you didn't. Um, the criticism that popped into my head immediately when I final when I totally finished it and was looking at it was 
a bit childish, isn't it? <laughs> it like straight up looks like a child's worth thinking. Like M&M's on top. This I do have a picture of. So when people are listening, we can post it on the Instagram so we can have wow. a reference. <laughs> anyway, yeah, cake is pretty much my only update, I would say. Um, nothing else to discuss. It has snowed. I guess that's worth updating. It has snowed. Yeah. I think like five times, four or five, maybe times in Denver. So there were two snows this week and Mm. it's really shady where, uh, my car's parked. There's like four cars parked. There's basically a parking lot behind our building. Four of us parked there. So it's kind of one whole big square area. And our landlord obviously doesn't do anything for that. There's no like obviously. Um, and so to not be snowed in is our own responsibility. Last year I bought a shovel when I got back from Christmas and it was an ice rink back there and it just never was not an ice rink. Uh, I would buy salt and like get my car out and I would basically slip getting to my car. It was a huge disaster. So that was a little bit of my week was uh, shoveling. I honestly kind of overkill with shoveling because it didn't snow that much like the first day or two. So I was like, mm-hmm. my neighbors are probably like rolling their eyes at me because people in Colorado don't seem to shovel uh, or care about that stuff. But that's because normally it melts and we're in the shade and that's just not the same thing. So yeah. anyway, I, I so, am bringing some Virginia energy to it, but I think that it's valid. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's really enough about me. Um so I guess to get into your last week in uh-huh. Italy, which will be kind of the bulk of what we talk about, I'd like to start with you put a goal of trying one new food every week. Last week we talked about pizza. So hopefully you've tried something new this week that you can talk about yeah. or maybe many things. Um, so one of my new discoveries, Sfogiatelle. I should have looked up the Google Translate before doing that, but <laughs> yeah, Sfogiatelle, like S- it's an SF sound together. Sfogiatelle. Oh, I hope no Italians listen to this. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Better not. <laughs> Sfogiatelle e cappuccino. Am I supposed to guess what it is? Well, it's is it's basically game? like, I mean, a cappuccino is with coffee or mm-hmm. and coffee, right? Um, so it's a pastry. It's kind of like a, what do they call them? Like a lobster tail where it's like a very like layered phyllo triangle type situation but the inside is like a custard it was very interesting so it's it was like pretty eggy and dense almost like cooked so it wasn't quite like i was i I guess i was expecting a cream or something but not not as baked it was good though um really heavy yeah so you had that with a cappuccino you said with a cappuccino yeah yeah um but my other food story which is getting into this week's misadventure with language we went to like a cafe when you walk up to the counter right like there's a side that is clearly like a stromboli or um just pieces of pizza sandwiches that are kind of like panini really easy to identify objects and then the other side of the counter is like bowls of veggies it kind of looks like different salads right so i've seen a couple cafes like this and we walked up to one and i thought i was ordering like a croquette and a side of veggies, right? Like a salad. And as I tried to order those two together, she was like, oh, you know, let me put these together. You know, she kept pointing to this other piece of bread. So it was like a big round thing of, it was a loaf, right? Of bread, almost looked kind of like a focaccia or something like that. Like, and 
I wasn't really getting what I thought she was saying. This is sweet. So I'll put it with the salty thing instead because you don't want this spinach salad, like, you know, wilted cooked spinach with a sweet thing. I don't want it with a salty thing. So I was picturing like she like, was uh, essentially she, kind of saying, like, mm, bad idea for your order. I think you, yeah, like, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, what you should, yeah, yeah. yeah. She had decent English and she's like, no, it's, that's sweet. I want salty. So I'm going to put it with this instead. Um, so what I was picturing was like that I ordered this croquette and that she was going to give me a piece of bread on the side and said that I was still going to get my like greens. Right. So she brought the food in, in waves. And uh, one of my friends had also ordered croquette and she brought out two. We're like, oh, I guess we still got both. All right, cool. Um, and then I was expecting her to just bring out the greens. But she had taken, it was really funny because we're sitting there, we're like, that loaf of bread is no longer in the window. She's going to give me a full loaf of bread, like like at least an eight inch diameter. (laughs) And we're like, oh God. And it, yeah, it disappeared. We're like, oh man. But what she had done is she cut out a section of that and stuffed the wilted spinach and mushrooms into it. So it was a sandwich. um, (laughs) And I have, since and you looked took up a picture and, this time. Eh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Not of either of those. <laughs> maybe, maybe by the next week. Um, oh my gosh. By so, the time these release, you're going to have haters. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's a podcast. It's not a website. It's not. A it's very common presentation. for people to post like pictures on Instagram that, of things they reference in the episode. Okay. And it's a good we'll idea. It, and it's necessary I'll get better and you it. need to start doing it. Um, I looked it up and I think it's called a cuzzatiello. Cuzzatiello. I think that's the type of sandwich we're talking about. And it's, it is like, I, I guess I just didn't understand because I hadn't ordered any of these salad looking things in those restaurants before, but I don't think you order it as a side. I think you order it and then they stuff it in uh, to a bread and make it a sandwich. Um, so it's interesting. How big was it? I think I'm not totally understanding how big the sandwich actually was. <sighs> yeah, it was probably like four, four or five inches wide and like triangular, like a cut of a circular loaf, right? Okay. And then she so just like the sliced in between and stuffed the salad into it, right? So it was like kind of like a wedge section of bread that she cut halfway through and then mm-hmm. stuffed the spinach mushroom salad thing. The other thing I'm going to have to either learn to accept or work around is that they're a big fan of the hidden bacon. Um, uh, I think it's, it's a very common like flavor for, you know, good reason um, that they use in cooking yeah. a lot, but that you'll, you'll, you'll go up and you ask like, Hey, do you have any veggies? And like, yeah, sure. Here, here's your veggies. And then you like bite into, you're like, oh, that's a piece of bacon. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I don't think we've actually talked about that super concretely. So you're, while you were in the U S at least, and I guess I'll just let you tell your own story with this, but I'm getting at you're somewhat vegetarian. So what's your current status and plan with that? Yeah. I identify as veggie curious. I (laughs) like, um, you know, props to the old roommate who came up with that term, but I think I don't cook with meat. And when there are vegetarian options, I'm choosing vegetarian options. What I don't like is like putting myself in a box, especially in social situations. Like, yeah, um, I don't want to be difficult with it. So I, I don't have any like moral uh, quandaries if I happen to eat meat. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, when there are options, I tend to 
choose non-meat options. So your plan for Italy is to just not be super, like still continue cooking vegetarian for yourself, right. but not be really strict about that. Yeah. When you eat out. Yeah. And there's plenty of, of ways. I would say more so here than in Japan so far, um, because there are lots of pastas don't, that don't involve meat. There's lots of pizza that doesn't involve meat. Mm-hmm. And actually um, around here in particular, I've noticed a lot of menus, especially in restaurants that are kind of marketing towards an international crowd, there'll be a vegan section of the menu. So there, oh, there's some awareness. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I think more, more common than you... Japan. Gotcha. I think it would be interesting if you, even though like you personally are not going to let yourself stress out about too much, I think as if you notice a lot of stuff like that, it'd be interesting to hear about because I am always curious about that. Like I am vegetarian, but, uh, my plan has always been to like, not be strict about that when I travel. Like I don't have any interest in going to other countries and not eating the things that they have to offer. Also that makes it easier with language barriers and stuff like that, but not everybody's like that. And I think it's interesting to at least understand which countries are more Unless, like, I just don't know anything about what it's like. Also, my plan of being different when I travel has not really come up since I've gone vegetarian because it has been, uh, I haven't traveled abroad ever since I became a vegetarian, but. Wop, wop. Yeah. <laughs> but I do plan to like, I think I would do the same. Like when I visit you in Italy, I think I would do the same of like not being against yeah. eating meat, but I, I don't know. I'd like to understand like what the options are like, because I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything. Yeah. About what it's like in most countries. Um, yeah. So since you have like a front row seat, it'd be interesting if you do kind of like pay attention to that stuff and kind of report back on what yeah. it's like in general. Yeah. I have, I have seen um, vegan options on menus in particular. I would, I would say that like the vegan side of things would, you know, at a, at a glance be the harder thing in, in Italy. Right. Because Usually you can find yeah. a carb cheese. plus cheese situation, yeah. but I think it's very difficult to find carbs that don't involve eggs and it's hard to find cheese that um, isn't from some type of animal byproduct. Um, yeah. Do they seem have to seen... have, like when you see vegan options, are you seeing stuff that's like kind of like impossible beyond type, like options like that that are like yeah. fake meat? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the most common thing I've seen is just some type of burger, either a bean patty or an impossible patty. Uh, I feel like burger is kind of the leading edge on convenient vegan food yeah. around the world right now, or at least my yeah. experience with it, which is interesting, but, uh, it's simple enough because, you know, you can make a bread without egg and you can throw whatever patty on there and then just put some veggies and sauce. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, cool. That's interesting. Sorry. didn't mean to totally tangent. I just realized I have no, been meaning to ask you about that. It's a good that. tangent. So that's the food. Yeah. And the, and the confusing language exchange of the week. My word for the week. Oh, yes. La farfalla is butterfly. Isn't that pasta? <laughs> oh, that's like the butterfly-shaped pasta, right? Or is farfalla. that a different word? It might be. How, is it spelled yeah, with an I, a? I hadn't made that connection. No, it's an A, farfalla. Well, cool. Um, how did you? But how I'm did sure that come up naturally. So I'm looking for apartments, and basically the uh, realtors will come to my hotel, pick me up, and take me to the places that they oh, want to show nice. me. Nice. Sounds show me right? like a, a sprinkle of scary, but right. <laughs> <convenient>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's been a large portion of my week. 
is just touring apartments and getting picked mm-hmm. up by realtors. And in particular, on Thursday, it was just like a marathon of viewings. And uh, I've been doing it with my friend who arrived here at the same time. We've just been going together for simplicity's sake. And we spent the first half of the day with one realtor who uh, we had already been out with. And we had a great rapport with. Uh, she's fun. She's in her 40s-ish, later 40s. She has uh, she works with her son, who's about our age, and seems to know everybody, like, super friendly. <laughs> like, she, we had a really good time with her, and she, like, insisted on taking us to lunch, uh, which was a lot of fun. Mm. <laughs> and we're, we're, like, trying to pay, and she's like, I could be your mother. Go sit down. I'm paying for your lunch. <laughs> we're like, she's okay. <laughs> Uh, but she's she's actually half American as well, so like she speaks oh, perfect English and yeah, yeah. and, and ha- is really good at like talking us through the, the like recommendations for adjusting to Italy and stuff like that. Anyway, so we spent half our day with her, and then in the afternoon after lunch, we were going with a different realtor to look at some other places, uh, and it had been like kind of like off and on rescheduling, delaying. And we were getting within like 15 minutes of the time when she was supposed to pick us up. And we we're like, oh, okay, she she hasn't responded. She probably is gonna stand us up. That's fine. You know, we'll go do something else with our afternoon. And then right then, like, you know, 15, 10 minutes before she's showing up, she's like, okay, I'll meet you soon or whatever. And we're like, oh, I guess she is coming. So we meet her and she pulls up and it's a five person car and it's her, her son and her husband. Like they're all there. Like her like seven year old son is with them. She's like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. It's been such a crazy day. They let him out of school early today. So I had to pick him up and blah, blah, blah. And this was just a way more chaotic experience than the other realtor. Right. Like mm-hmm. we got in the car and she was very, very like upset and like, flustered and like she didn't really have a plan with where she was taking us necessarily i think she had like one place in mind that she knew she was taking us to but it was really throwing together some others like calling landlords on the spot she kept complaining in italian to her husband and it's really interesting because they generally speak loudly and enthusiastically like all the time so sometimes it's hard to determine when it's an argument or when somebody's upset or when it's just like you know animated discussion per usual but this seemed particularly upset she was very flustered today and like Mm -hmm. she just kept saying things like oh man now you guys are never gonna recommend me to any of your friends we're like ha ha (laughs) no Uh, (laughs) of course we will (laughs) it's just oh man it was just so chaotic and then so we went to one place and then we ended up they took us to a second location that was a house still being built it wasn't something that they were showing us they had to stop there. And they're like, oh, 10 minutes. We just got to go in and check. <laughs> and so like my friend and I are just sitting in this car as they go inside to check on this house that's being built. I don't know if they own the house, if they're, they've been hired to oversee the project, what their relationship to this unbuilt house is, but we're just sitting in the car and <laughs> we're like, how did we get here? What's happening? <laughs> uh, and the kid was like running around for a while, but then he got bored and he came into the car Um, And he spoke like a little bit of of English, very cute. But basically there was a little air freshener clip-in thing uh, on the the vent in the front that Mm -hmm. was shaped like a butterfly. 
Um, so I was trying to like make conversation with this kid in the middle of all this, this chaos and like, como se DJ butterfly. Uh, cause I figure like animals and stuff or something that he would recognize the English word for, and then mm-hmm. they'd be able to, to tell me the Italian word. And it's like, ah, oh, farfalla. So that's, that's oh. how butterfly came <laughs> up this week. <laughs> I definitely I kept did not to... expect there to be a kidnapping story in there. But... <laughs> uh, and like, you know, she she wasn't explicitly saying like, I really need you guys to choose an apartment so I get a commission, right? Like, because we have a lot of realtors that we talk to who show us around. So like, mm-hmm. they, they don't know necessarily that we're going to do business with them. But she was like, she's like, oh man, Christmas is coming up. Oh man, I really need to get some of these apartments rented. <laughs> Oh my oh goodness. My it was just it takes hey, so Christmas shopping with her and she's kind of just like <laughs> yeah. you know in the checkout line, slow to pull out her car to see how it goes. Yeah, God. Oh, and it, it was just stark contrast from the organization and professionalism and fun of the morning, right? And just this <laughs> chaos. <laughs> oh, Did you ever find out what the deal is with the house that's being built or is that something that... <laughs> We did not ask more details yeah. <laughs> on any of it. We were just kind of like, show us the apartments, take us home. Like, it'd be great if we find something that we like here. Uh, and then since she was clearly kind of throwing stuff together, like we went to this one villa, this big house. Um, and in the end, she was like talking to the guy showing us the house in italian and it got really heated and like i guess he wasn't the landlord he was the guy that was showing the house for the landlord whatever but like she thought he was sketchy ultimately and they were like legitimately fighting back and forth and she was kind of like let's go we're like oh okay she's like i'm not gonna let you run from that guy i don't trust him we're like okay like i do ultimately trust her motives right yeah that's (laughs) cool it's like like why didn't you vet him before yeah 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 I, it's chaotic and they're performing service for us. I am appreciative of that, but it's just right. obviously she had very different technique than the woman we were touring with before. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, a quick clarifying question. You and your friend have been going on tours together, but you're you're renting separate places. Is the plan or are you planning to live together? Separate places. She is married and her spouse has not yet made it out here. Gotcha. But is coming within a couple weeks, and they have a dog, so they have they they're looking for a fairly different type of place than I'm looking for. Honestly, it doesn't make a lot of sense for us to tour together, but we <laughs> like touring together. So we do. Gotcha. Especially for her, like not having her spouse here, like I think it's fun to bounce yeah. things off of. And I am so used to my Japan living situation, which was like full of codependencies that I need somebody <laughs> with me. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I found it pretty fun in a way it was very stressful, but it was kind of fun when I was like looking for my own apartment for the first time. And I was just touring by myself just cause I was, I don't know, I was pretty focused and knew what I needed and it was a hard time to find an apartment anyway. Um, so, and I've done a lot of touring apartments in my life. So I kind of like have a lot of experience, like knowing go- what questions to ask and stuff, but it is really fun to like go on apartment tours with other people. One thing I'll always miss about having roommates was like the apartment tour process. It was just, we often would have, like when I lived with two other roommates, we would often have like 
tours set up on a day where two of us could go, but not the third. So we were always taking videos of the entire place to like send to the third roommate and stuff like that. It was just, I don't know, a weird, fun type of thing to do. So I definitely don't blame you for doing it with her. Also like her having different factors than you is kind of a fun thing where you can like play, like, you know exactly what she needs, even though it's different from what you need. You get to like kind of play around with like what it's like to see places like that, that are not the same as what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hopefully I'll find a place soon. Um, I'm not like excessively stressed about it. Yeah. I would like, I know it's going to be difficult getting into the holiday season, but uh, I should for sure have a place within the next few weeks. Um, But we'll see. Yeah. Like I was telling you earlier, it basically depends on where what you know what there are like a couple neighborhoods that a lot of my coworkers live in so there's like a couple different camps of people trying to influence me to live one place <laughs> or another, we'll see yeah um do you want to share your other update of something that you got this week <laughs> it's okay if you don't <laughs> i have a picture for it so i should oh yeah about it. <laughs> i sent it did i send it to you yeah yeah it's okay amazing. yeah yeah um, Let's so keep, it with, keep they, talking for as long as possible without saying specifically okay. what it is, because this is a fun um, one on the edge of our seats about what we could be talking about right now. Rachel got something yeah. new, a big thing, a very something, exciting yeah. thing that she now owns. Yeah. Question I, I own it in terms of like the money transaction is done. The paperwork is in process. Um, I own it, but I need you to learn how to use it. Um, and it's one of the big purchases that has been on my mind for settling in this country besides finding an apartment. Um, okay. Now everyone pause and say your guess to yourself and then unpause and Rachel <laughs> will reveal what the item is. So I got a used car. Um, cause to, I, you can buy cars if you intend to bring them back to the States, but I don't really care about bringing car back to the States. So I got a, basically an old beater, but it's a VW bug. And I'm really excited about that. I've never had yeah. a cute car like that and figured it'd be small enough for Italian roads. Are and you scared to drive in Italy? Cars. 100%. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, it, I don't, the car rides I've been in have not been as bad as people would tend okay. to describe, especially in this area. Like this region is particularly known for just like yeah. whatever the driving, <laughs> like literally apparently you drive any other city, the driving rules are followed. And here, their rules are just don't follow the rules. <laughs> and so the system works if you're aware that you're not following rules. Literally, like any other city, city even in Italy, <laughs> is like not nearly as chaotic as this, this one. Um, I would which, say that my car rides in Rome were not very fun. But I also... Cab drivers are cab drivers in a sense. Uh, yeah, but I was feeling true. like it was a little bit crazy driving when I was in Rome. <laughs> I have not taken a cab yet. I feel like that just uh, unlocks a whole oh, new level. Oh, well then, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's, yeah. it's probably a cab thing, yeah. um, but you also haven't been yeah. to Rome yet. So who knows? Maybe uh, maybe yeah. your stereotype is wrong. Maybe it's all of Italy. <laughs> maybe it is. I mean, I'm sure to a certain extent, being American, it feels like all of Italy, right? But from the Italians, they say that this area has like a different... <laughs> um, gotcha. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But... uh. I don't know how to drive manual. A lot of the cars out here are manual. So I didn't want to like pay extra 
for automatic. Uh, so I bought a manual car, not yet knowing how to drive. I've got some friends who are going to teach me and everyone assures me that it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty quick to pick up. I was going to say, you've told me before that you kind of like wanted to drive manual at some point in your life because you find driving boring. (laughs) Not that, you know, having a podcast means that I need to connect everything back to a theme in my experience here (laughs) and make it feel like it's all like meant for something higher, but I am kind of excited to learn because that was one of my goals coming out here right is to come back with 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 things that I learned whether it was language or yeah whatever you know so this is skill. this is probably the the first skill that I can check off like hey before living in Italy I didn't know how to drive stick now I know how to drive stick um I am excited and everybody says it's fun and like the guy selling it did like drive it around for me um and it was fun when like we really like took it up a couple gears and got faster with it so he enjoyed driving the bug in particular. And I don't know how, if I'm going to have his confidence on European roads, but I think it's going to be fun. So I'm excited to learn. Yeah. And then someday when you get back to the States, you're either going to buy an electric car or an old manual. (laughs) Yeah. Like the the craziest gas guzzling sports car. One or the other. Yeah. One or the other. No in between. Uh, Yeah. We'll see how much I like it. I'm pretty excited to get an electric car someday, but if I love driving manual, then maybe I have a weekend car too. I don't know. You could, maybe by the time you get back to the States, there will be electric cars on the market that are like, you also have to play a game while you're driving or something. Like there'd be no reason for it to be manual, but like maybe they throw in some extra components for the for the fun of it. Who knows what cars yeah. will be like in a few years. I think the acceleration, from what I've heard, the acceleration on EVs are like fun for a different reason. Like you're not controlling the acceleration the same way, but it is still a mm. fun, fast acceleration because there is no transmission. So it's very quick, but eh, whatever. We'll see. Probably <laughs> still net positive on the getting an electric car thing. <laughs> That's a future Fair. podcast. Fair. I, I think it's worth documenting so that if you change your tune in a couple of years, we can laugh at how you were talking at the beginning of your time. That's fair. That's that's very fair. Nice. Well, cool. Um, Yeah, we'll post a picture of the car when we post about this episode, but it's, I'm like, you sent me that picture and it looks really cool. Like, I think bugs are always fun looking, but something about the black just looks very like, I don't know, somehow just like slick, even though it's such a goofy car. Like, I don't know how to explain I really, it. yeah, I really like the black. I, um, apparently... It used to be yellow, and one of the previous owners oh, didn't wow. like the yellow. Yeah, um, and so all the cars around here have scrapes. It's just a part they call it, uh, you know, Italian kisses. But yeah, and this one. So on the scrapes here, you see like yellow underneath, and I thought that was just kind of oh. like a generic scrape or maybe the paint from the other car. But no, it's because mm-hmm. there's just, there is yellow underneath. So wow, um, but I like the black. I think it looks slick, and I I was like, you know what, I'll just drive a cute little car while I'm here, whatever. Yeah, I think that's fun. I'm excited to see it someday. <laughs> um, any other big updates? That was your big purchase. The apartment updates are still to come. We talked food. We talked language barriers. Yeah. I assume you didn't go to any other sporting events. No sporting events. Did walk around a little bit more, went into the city a bit. Um, so it was fun to see the old architecture, the history, some just amazing like sculptures and facades and stuff that just clearly had a lot of artisan work behind it. Um, nice. Yeah. The, it rained more this week, so it doesn't feel like a 24 hour paradise. 
kind of put things in perspective a little bit. Like it's still still just another place. It rains here, like it rains other places. But so um, what? Okay, so I talked about the weather in Denver being it's been like in like the twenties, thirties, tens, some range of that, depending on the time of day, um, and it's been snowing. So just to put into perspective, that's what I'm dealing with in Denver, and we're in November. What has the general weather been there for you? If you want so, to talk Fahrenheit, that'd be great. General, <laughs> general Fahrenheit's have been um, upper 50s, 60s, nothing too bad. It got a little bit colder today, but nothing too bad. And apparently winters are rainy, uh, but I don't really expect snow. Gotcha. At least not much. So fairly similar to what I've, I've been dealing with, honestly, for a while now. Um, gotcha. Yeah, no, um, it's been it's been cool to see some of the city side of things. Yeah, the crowded streets and old cobblestone and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see where I end up living. Nice. Um, all right, do you want to move on to this new segment that I hopefully will keep up? Yeah. But this week really inspired. Um, so the segment is called Things Sarah Has Heard About Italy from the Internet. Uh, because I stumbled into something, it was like, not TikTok, but you know, probably from TikTok originally type thing. Stumbled into one thing, and then I stumbled into another thing. I think on Twitter, and uh-huh. I was just like, "Man, I'm just being thrown this like things you didn't know about Italy content." I expect that to continue as far as content being thrown my way, and if it doesn't, I'll get some help uh, from other people sending in stuff that they know about Italy. Um, okay, <laughs> so I have two things that I heard this week. They're pretty different, but first thing that I did not know. Um, and I wouldn't know this, even though I've been to Italy briefly, cause I was there in the summer and this would not have come up, but the hot chocolate is thick. Is that true? Do you Ooh. know about this? Is this I news? have been a cappuccino girl. Right. I have not yet sampled the hot chalky. <laughs> how do you remember how thick it was in Austria? It was it wasn't thin, but it was, it felt like normal creamy hot chocolate. Yeah. I don't remember it being like, I feel like there's, you know, packet hot chocolate you make at home. And then there's like hot chocolate that you get at a coffee shop. In my experience, like those are different. Like it's going to be thicker, creamier or whatever. If you get it at a coffee shop, I don't have any specific memory. I actually, maybe it was pretty thick in Austria, but what I saw yeah, because we went to a cafe in Austria that was like famous for hot chocolate, and we got that hot chocolate there. Now I'm remembering yeah, that. I remember Maybe it being pretty creamy. Like it was definitely yeah, chocolatey. It was, but it wasn't rich. like it was very thick. good. Yeah, okay. It was so, like kind of thick, much thicker than like again packet hot chocolate or even like sure you know, coffee shop or whatever. But yeah, so that was pretty thick. What I saw in these videos is like you don't drink it <laughs> like tar you eat like it. molasses yes. yeah yeah it was okay. literally like tar uh consistency which is not the right way to describe it. there's probably foods that we could be comparing it to but it was Fair. fully use a spoon um i don't know if this was regional i wasn't getting the sense that it was regional from the video i think they just said in italy uh, maybe that was an ignorant video or something or maybe i just didn't pick up on where they were saying but yeah if you haven't heard this which you clearly haven't if have you not, yeah. could find out and report oh, back chalky this week yeah yeah um i mean it's not as hot or as cold for you as it is for me so no pressure if you want to wait <laughs> on that for a cold day but maybe on a rainy day that sure. could be fun um, yeah, and you please need to take a picture slash video. <laughs> yeah, I, you might need to just daily when you wake up text me and be like picture. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> set a reminder on my phone or something. Yeah. Um, 
Um, okay. So that was the first one. The other one is very different and it's specific and Mm -hmm. I doubt you'll have heard of it, but I'll be impressed if you have, there is a McDonald's, uh, outside of Rome. I think it's a bit South of Rome. Like maybe like, I don't know if Rome has suburbs, but it looked like from a map that it would be the suburbs of Rome based on the way I understand cities. And that McDonald's has a skeleton in it because they, there was a skeleton and they just kind of built around it. So the video I saw, I think there's just kind of a clear, like you can see it. <laughs> I should have watched this again before recording because this was days ago, so I don't remember it that well. But uh, yeah, they were building a McDonald's on some site and there was just full on a skeleton that they like found maybe while they were building. And so instead of messing with that, they just put kind of a clear covering around it and then continued to build the McDonald's. So that this is not where you live, but... Uh, if you make it up there and you could go to this McDonald's, that would be really cool. <laughs> that's that's what I would just say about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I will. I'll say two things. I didn't. I, I I resent going to foreign countries to go to McDonald's. This is a much more compelling <laughs> reason to go to a McDonald's. Fair. Um, but that is that's a pet peeve of mine. Be afraid. Yeah. Of, of the, <laughs> well, at uh, least, but I'm not going there to eat, so it's different. Um, ah, we'll get there when you go. Uh, but since you okay. already have to go, because I'll send you the address, it could be kind of cool just to see what their menu is. Just once, just uh, once. I'm not telling you to go to McDonald's in Italy right. all the time. You'll uh, be there for years. Yeah. You'll make it to Rome uh, at some point. You have you'll have a car, thing. so you could drive to this place, baby. <laughs> yeah. Once I learn to drive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, you're not wrong. It, I, the other thing I'll say is that uh, while I haven't heard of that specific McDonald's, that occurrence, maybe not specifically bones or bodies, but the occurrence of any development leads to discovery of ancient ruins seems to be pretty universal. Um, that's always from what I've heard from some of the locals mm-hmm. is that like anytime there's a project, you have to add <laughs> on a, at least a couple years to Jeez. get, okay, we, we discovered this. We have to investigate, you know, make sure we understand what it is before we continue with the development. Like developments frequently get held up uh, for discovering impressive works of history and, you know, ruins and stuff like that. So I fully believe, I mean, you've seen internet video of it. (laughs) Yes, Um, I saw internet of this, so it's true. It's true from from internet um i just based on the conversations i've had with with some people from italy like that's that's a typical thing it's definitely got a nice macabre twist um and then i think the the idea of mcdonald's finds bones is like a pretty catchy yeah clickbait <laughs> thing um but i'll go because <laughs> that's I don't not think a this week difficult. assignment but uh no, just text yeah, me before eventually. you go to rome and i'll get you the you, address of this place do we have a tab for assignments? I guess we have to do <laughs> oh, <list. yeah. laughs> find bones. <laughs> <laughs> Drink hot chocolate, go find bones. <laughs> um, I will try to ask the internet gods to send me more Italy content that will probably not be that hard. They're probably listening to me say it right now and then it's yep, already loaded the up. The algorithm so. is working. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we can continue the segment because I think it's kind of a fun way to like connect the flashy stuff that people see on the internet with like you investigating in real time potentially. So yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, thanks for chatting. Thanks for yeah. The it's good to talk. so exciting that you've got a car 
that the apartment is potentially coming pending other kidnapping situations. Um, <laughs> I won't keep yep. saying that. Yep. Yep. Cool. Well, I hope the, uh, snow shoveling situation works out and <laughs> I actually don't think it's supposed to snow again in the next week so I may have no snow updates for you next time but we will see yeah looking like none by the time we record next time we may have had even a warm day so maybe uh wow. the ice rink will melt even <laughs> we'll see that's wishful thinking it's so shady back there that like it truly the ice rink last year didn't melt until like May it was literally oh May before the end of it oh was gone. Um, so yeah, it's, once it starts, it really stays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but cool. yeah, it was good to chat and I'll yeah, talk to you again next week. All right. Bye. bye.